0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real With Hello, folks. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about today's youth. This is actually part number two, and I have a very special guest. His name is Brian. Brian, can you
1: say hello to the folks? Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Keeping It Real with Al. My name is Brian. I'm glad to be on the show today.
0: Thank you, Brian. And we're going to be talking about three questions that I have for Brian about today's youth. You know, because in the last episode, we covered from the 1950s to the 2000s. But we know we're currently living in 2023. And a lot of things have happened to the youth during that period of time hey Brian I have this question for you I was thinking about today's youth they are so different do you think it's because of technology?
1: well when you say technology if you want to refer to the youth it's mostly social media and to that I say definitely because there's such like an uh, an abundance of culture on social media like modern media like People be shoving their beliefs, their sexualities, their everything down your throat, and you just catch a whole, you get a lot of it. You see a lot of it online. You it probably rubs off on you as a person, and it definitely has influenced, the, uh, especially kids in school, just like the young generation in general. Because I've seen it go, I've seen it everywhere I go. I've seen people talking about their their pride, their beliefs, their sexualities, about many different things, and it definitely has changed today's youth. There's definitely a lot more of, like, a culture going on. And it's easy to offend the wrong wrong person, say the wrong thing. And it kind of feels like sometimes it's hard to negotiate, especially as someone who's growing up in this youth. It's, like, it's just wild. Like, everyone's different. It's definitely different from how it used to be. It's a whole different culture. It's a whole different media. It's a whole different influence.
0: Wow, Brian, that's great. You know, because I was thinking about when I was coming up as a youth, and it was the music, you know, it was, you know... The uh, clothes, it was different things. And I didn't have that kind of technology. Or social media. <laughs> I was thinking. I said, I remember we only had stations two to thirteen, and then another off station called sixty-seven. It was channel U, and it wasn't that, that cable and that twenty-four hour TV. After a certain hour, TV went off, and if I wanted to really socialize and go out, I had to physically, you know, meet with friends. You know, you call them up and say, "Hey, look, you know, we're, there's a party over here. There's things over here. We, we're going over here and over." There was not like social media and I think social media plays a big part into who people want to be and want to be accepted. Do you think acceptance has a lot to do with social media?
1: Absolutely because everyone wants to be accepted they all want to fit in they all want to be cool they all want to have status and it's it's a vacuum that's been in high school for years like you could probably say when you were younger that there was definitely a need to be accepted and popular and also, how like today it's different because especially since we live in a, live in a time where marijuana is legal, you'd be surprised how many kids in the school they come to school they come to school high they're vaping in the school bathrooms, and they even have marijuana inside their vape they're smoking weed. I remember I actually saw these two kids like uh, exchange a vape during class and they were hiding it behind like, the little science books because it was like in my one of my cl- uh, science classes, and it's definitely like it, uh, if you want to be cool you want to be accepted they want you to go out do drugs disrespect the teachers curse have sex do all these things get girlfriends get boyfriends and in my opinion it's just all it's all a big mess it's just all a huge mess and at the end of the day it's only going to come to bite them in the butts because they're the ones who think this is what you need to do to be accepted because they think they want, this is what adulthood's about they want to be adults and they think that adulthood is just like having sex having boyfriends having girlfriends doing drugs being cool stuff like that
0: That's very good because I remember when I was a kid and me having a girlfriend, forget it. I remember my first girlfriend, you know, when I, you know, legal girlfriend, when we went to high school and I brought her home to my parents and you know what what my parents said, you know what? No going to your bedroom. You had to sit there and watch TV with your parents, man. I was like, you can't you couldn't touch each other. You know, forget trying to kiss somebody or hold their hand. My parents did not allow that. So culture has changed with the youth in so many ways. You know, and it's such a shame because I think that, you know, we, we try to like have an identity of things that, that we're not as, as youth. And I try to find myself when I was a youth and it's so difficult. You know, he was talking, Brian's talking about that weed. I remember years ago when I was in school, if you got caught smoking marijuana, you were expelled. Your teachers, I mean, teachers were after you. I mean, your parents had to come to the school. I remember once i was on a bus ride and we were going actually going to school and the bus drive someone started smoking weed they lit up a joint they were in the back smoking and the bus driver smelted she stopped the bus and and made everybody get off and said, you know what, your parents are going to take you to school. It was so, you know, not good to smoke weed during those days. You know, now it's, it's legal. Now it's like a, a big thing. It's okay. But I don't think it's okay that our, our children are being, you know, exposed to things like that. You know, it's such an addiction. And years ago, if you got caught with weed, you went to jail. It was like no, no other thing. It was like it was like a habit. It was like drinking and driving. That's, that wasn't allowed either, you know. So now we're smoking weed, we're having sex, we're doing whatever we we want to do, and I think it's wrong, uh, for the kids. Brian, what are some of the temptations that you face today in today's world?
1: Oh, where do I even begin? Social media is a huge one. Uh, there's always TikToks, there's always Instagram, there's always YouTube, and you can even argue that Snapchat, because it's peer pressure. You'll find a lot of peer pressure, not only in the school, but also you can even find it on Snapchats, on the people you're friends with, doing things that you think are cool, but in actuality, it's not cool. It's terrible. But you're like, oh, I want to fit in. Oh, I want to do this. If this is what I have to do to fit in, then I'm going to do it. So it's definitely a huge aspect of peer pressure, and unfortunately, peer pressure nowadays is just doing a bunch of bad stuff. Being cool Like, it just involves all bad things, getting into fights, drinking alcohol, underage, uh, doing drugs, vaping. It's just, it's, and these kids, they think that what they're doing is good because it's making them cool in school. But they're just too blind to see what the reality behind it is. And it's really sad because I've known, I know a couple people, even some of my close friends, they come to school, they tell me, dude, I'm high right now. Or do I look, they use the term faded for like someone who's high. Like, do I look faded right now? And then it's, it's just like, honestly, part of me is sad. I have a friend who is actually trying to quit drugs. He's been addicted to them. He's done a bunch of drugs. And he's even used to drink alcohol. And he's he's actually trying to quit, so all power to him. But he's far from the only kid who's, like, suffered from temptations of uh, society, of the kids in the school. And it's just kids who make bad decisions that rub off on other kids. And then it's like a chain. It's like a chain reaction.
0: You know, I, I remember when I grew up, the temptations that were out there and— The thing I remember most when I was coming up, me being accountable to my parents, um, my father sitting me down and said, Alan, are you smoking weed? And I, I said, no, but I had tried weed and I didn't like it. And thank God I didn't like it because some of my friends that did weed, they, they spiraled down. No, we're not saying that, um, you know, we're trying to uh, like uh, beat anybody over the head with this podcast, but we're saying be aware of your surroundings and these things that can harm your life, these things that creep in your life, these things that become dangerous, you know, and, and our kids, lives and we're losing the whole generation because there was a time back on Long Island where they were saying that drugs was an epidemic when kids were dying from heroin overdoses and they're still dying but you know what the media is not going to put that out there and tell you every every kid that dies of an overdose or almost overdose and the suicide rate forget it the suicide rate is off the charts with young people because you know what they don't think they have any hope you know so Brian what what is is there any hope for kids? kids, you know, you know, you know, the ages of 10 to, to 20 you know because I can still consider yourself a youth when you're 20 years old because I remember I was still growing they said men don't grow into their until they're 21 22 years old that's when men really start to develop so when I'm 16 17 18 year old uh, person you know I, I still consider my myself uh, a youth now I was want to ask you Brian what do you really think that ways where we can help our youth our youth are in trouble they're spiraling down and you know what? They're the next generation of youth. And I don't think we invest in our youth like we used to because I saw something. I was at the doctor last week and I was sitting there and I saw this two, three-year-old girl. Her mother reached right into her pocketbook and gave her the cell phone. I remember when I was that age, they made you sit down. They gave you a book or they gave you a Pen and a paper to draw on, you start learning your ABCs you start now we 're just taking technology to a whole nother level and giving kids you know uh, iPhones or iPads or some kind of tablet to entertain them. you know kids are getting further and further away from socializing with people, and I think technology is uh, one part of what's happening with our youth today, and that's 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 such a shame because I, it's 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 bad you know and so we're trying to enlighten you we're trying to open your eyes to the fact that some of these things are really bad. technology itself is not bad, but I think in everything in this perspective is bad. What are some ways Brian we could help our youth we could get the youth back on the right track, get the youth. Looking at themselves, how God created
1: them. That's, that's a very good question. And I will say that the depression rates are definitely high. That's definitely a key factor in what's making all these kids turn into bad things. Because they're going to be like, oh, school is so stressful. Oh, life is so sad. And it all starts with social media. Social media puts that, what's it called? Like that spirit of negativity out there. Because you see people posting about having great times. And like, it seems like their life is so much better than yours. Because they're posting all the good things that happen. But they leave out all the bad. And since you only see the good, it kind of affects you as a person. Because you as a person, you experience both your good and your bad. And when you see online, you think that they only have good. And you think that like, you're just not good because you can't ex- have the same lives they do. You can't have the same money, the same riches, the same uh, like good life. And it makes you sad. It definitely takes away your feeling of hope. So social media is definitely arguably number one on why so many kids are losing hope. Why so many kids are losing faith in their lives and humanity. And unfortunately, social media, it's it's such a hard thing to get rid of. So what we have to do is we have to somehow find a way to encourage the youth to put down the phone every now and then. Social media was a great thing to happen, but it was also a terrible thing to happen. It's like a double-edged sword, is what you could say. There's so much good to come out of it. Like you can learn things about the world. You can even learn things about yourself. Learn things you might find useful in the future. But you can also find out things that aren't good, like drama, like negativity, like uh, outlets to drugs, to pornography, to sex, to alcohol. And it's terrible because social media can do this thing to people and not only just social media, the internet as a whole. So it's definitely starts with social media if you want to try and help these kids have more hope in their future.
0: That's very good, Brian, because I see that in in my life like the distraction. If I go to look for something on the internet, and then all these pop-ups and things happen, you know, and then it leads you to this site and then the other site, and then you're, you're looking at things you have no business looking at after a while if you're not careful, you know? So I remember years ago, if you wanted to research something, you went to the library and took a book out. How many of people are going to the library today? I mean, they, you know, <laughs> you went to the library, you look for, for this book, And I remember taking my kids to the library, you know, and then you were, you were at the library for hours, You know, but how many kids are going to the library taking out a physical book? Everything is on your phone, everything is on your computer, everything is on your tablet, and technology has this place, but we have a place in our life, you know. So, Brian, like with you, what are some things you could do to encourage the youth to live a balance and not get sucked into the social media that can drive them down a dark path?
1: Well, it all starts with if they're feeling sad, like you have to give them a sense of hope and you have to help let them realize that if they're doing drugs or whatever they're doing to help like deal with this sadness that they feel, it's definitely not the right way. And obviously, as Christians, we believe that the right way is through God. And it's not easy being a Christian. It's not easy to just walk up to anyone and say, you start going to church, you start believing in God. And they're not just going to do it overnight. It's a process and it takes a lot of courage and faith. And sometimes even I struggle to find that faith. But whenever people want to ask me about God or anything Christian related, I'm willing to be there and help them. And not only that, even if it's not about God, I'm still willing to help people out, especially if they're feeling down. If they're feeling down, if they're feeling sad, I'm, I'm willing to talk to them and I'm willing to see what's making them feel so sad and potentially help them find a solution. And that's definitely the first step is we need to help and lift, uh, encourage these people because when they have a lack of hope, they need first more than anything is that hope. And once they do, they can finally start realizing what's the source of their sadness, what's the source of their depression. And that's when they'll realize it's their drugs, it's their social media. And it's just they have to learn that society as a whole is fallen. And it's not easy growing up in this society while keeping a positive attitude, while not giving into to peer pressure. It's the truth. It's sad, but it's the truth. So if anything, what these kids need more than ever is a sense of hope, something to believe in.
0: Very good. Do you think it's love, Brian? Because, you know, I remember when I was coming up, my family gave me not only discipline, but love, the best way they knew of love. I think kids are lacking love. There's so many broken homes out there. There's so many kids without fathers. There's so many kids without mothers. There, uh, some um, their, their relatives, their grandmothers or mother or father has passed away. I think there's, there's, love has to do with it. You know, we have to step as a people in in, in society and mentor some of these kids. I think a mentorship program, you know, getting involved, there are certain ways we can help the youth. And I think they they don't have no one to look to, you know, because they always look into sports or movie stars, or especially like some of these rap artists and these other people that they look to. And you know what? That's all an image when you look on TV. It's all a facade, you know, it's, image that they portray and they live a totally different lifestyle it's like being a movie star you're one way in the movies, but in real life you're different. You know, you're a basketball player, you go out, you play basketball, and you're different with your family and friends, you know, so you can't look at a person's image on a TV screen or on a sports arena being who they really are. They're totally different. And I think that's what social media has done. I think that's what TV has done. They put up these false images and kids buy into that, and they're trying to live up to these images, and they want to be like people that they'll never be. They have to be how God created them to be. And I really believe God had a plan for every person who ever lived in this world. But if I don't follow God and if I don't know God's plan for my life, how can I come into what God has for me? It's like someone telling you, you're a millionaire. But how am I a millionaire if I don't follow the millionaire protocol? I don't receive that millionaire in, in my life. And Brian, do you agree with that? Do you think that they put out that false sense of hope to these young Young people and they buy into it because I see so many young guys walk around with certain clothes wear trying to be like these rappers or trying to emulate like basketball players. Do you really think that that has a part to do with it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so I have I actually have an example for like someone like any famous Hollywood star. They on the screen they look like this silver guy who has it all, but in the actuality they're hurting and they're struggling. And the number one example that I always think of whenever I think of someone who's been ruined by the media is Michael Jackson. And there's a reason why. Because you see on the screen, like, he's this amazing dancer with a golden voice. And he looks – he's been making millions of dollars, like, over a billion dollars he's made in his entire lifetime. And on the screen, you see, like, this guy who has oh, – all. he has money. He has moves. He has a voice. But in actuality, he was suffering. He never really had the child that he wanted. He was struggled. The media just milked him for all because he was like a cash cow. If you had Michael Jackson, you weren't making millions. So the media just like they used him as a name and not a person. There was no line between Michael Jackson the singer and Michael Jackson the person. And it's just a prime example of what the media can do to people. It can ruin lives. It can put influences in their head that can screw them over. And although they can make money, it's just ultimately a bad place. The media is a bad place to be. And not only the people in the media, but the people who get influenced by the media. Like rappers and their songs, what are they talking about? All the evil things in the world. And sometimes it rubs off on the kids. Like sometimes they'll want to do what these rappers are doing. And that's sometimes bad things, Think they shouldn't be doing. And they just embrace this culture by dressing like the rappers, doing what the rappers do, talking like the rappers. And it's just, it's like a, like a never ending cycle of just negativeness going around. And it could even inspire some of these kids to become rappers and further give in to that culture. It can further continue to rap about evil things and influence more people, and it just becomes a vicious cycle. Because although they're making money, they're ruining everyone. They're ruining lives, and it can even be ruining their own lives if they continue to take partake in these evil things.
0: That's very good, Brian. You know, it's very well explained and said, and Mm -hmm. it's it's so sad. With, you know, you see, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, and all these people. That, that put out these albums, and you see them on stage, and you're awestruck, and then in reality, they are hurting. They needed Jesus to come into their life and fuse their life, you know, and they didn't have an opportunity. They did in lifetime have an opportunity, but they didn't have it. Maybe they did, maybe they don't. I'm not going to sit up here and be anybody's judge because I'm not God, but their lifestyle and how they live didn't show it. You know, and so many kids and so many people in life don't realize how much God loves them. You know, I didn't know how much God loved me in my lifetime, and I was out there, too. You know, I was influenced, you know, and I thought I was living right, and I thought I had it together, and I'm my friends and this and that. You know, but I thank God I'm still alive. You know, a lot of my friends, you know, they, they're they dead, you know, and they were thought they were living good, too, you know. But, Brian, listen, I want to thank you for, you know, coming and being a guest on Keeping It Real with Al. I'm looking forward to having you on some more of my shows. Uh, It's been nothing but a blessing. It's a blessing knowing you and your family. And I just want to thank you so much
1: for just, you know, being here today. You have any closing words, Brian? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I think it was very nice of you to bring me on the show. I always like giving my, my opinions on things like this because I like to believe that I have opinions that I would like to share and I want to try to have like the ability to have a voice, especially since I want to become a teacher in the future. Like That's my plan as a career. So obviously, it's nice to have an outlet to speak and it's nice to have an outlet to practice how I want to voice my opinions and help discover my own voice whenever it comes to me as a speaker. So obviously, thank you for having me on the show. And it was a pleasure talking to you about this stuff. And I hope that we change some lives today.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Brian. And to next time, folks, keeping it real with Al.